0: Hello everybody and welcome to Brunvagoon, you will not get there on a road bike. How are you doing people? Here is everything fine, even if I'm missing a bit the social part of my life. Yeah, because you know myself, right? For me, cycling is for sure, exploring for sure, um, getting to find new places and stuff is not at all completely performances and stuff, is a bit more a social thing. Social tool to get to talk with people, to get to share experience and also share experience... Actively, going out together with people to make everything you have to do, you know, explore getting a coffee and blah, 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 blah. And this is the part that I'm missing the most about my cycling life. But fortunately, I think that also, yeah, our technology pace is helping us a bit. For example, just a little tip that I can give to all of you. Even if you're doing a lot of indoor training in this period, a way to stay closer to people is... Something like getting a contact, a voice contact. The perfect thing that I found there is an application called Discord. It's an application that probably was built for gamers. And you go there, you create a channel, you can put all the people that are riding together with you or not, who cares, but together, people that are riding at the same time. And then you can have a talk. In this way, your indoor trainer, your swift ride, your ruby ride, whatever it is, is not as boring as doing it solo. And, on the other side, you can have a good chat and conversation while, instead of, I don't know, watching a video, listening to some music and stuff. Active talking. I've been doing it with a lot of people, also with uh, yeah, the protagonists of this episode of today. For example, we ride together more or less every Saturday and we have this uh, Discord channel and there we talk about everything. Experiences during the Atlas Mountain Race, uh, about cycling videos that we watched. And any kind of super cool things, and that's amazing. I do the same with Simon, for example, usually at my ride early in the morning before breakfast, and uh, with my brother. I do it also with my brother, he's there enjoying his family, i riding, and we call through that. It's not the same thing of going out with your friends and going out in a group ride, but still, you know, it's already something. Well, uh, what else? So, uh, take this little tip for for you and use it and share it if you want, as you have to share this episode here with your all your friends. And don't forget to review it and to comment it. It's pretty important for me and for everybody else out there who is producing this podcast with me. So, listening to this podcast, then riding it door, but with some friends are really good things that you can do in this period. As well as another thing that I think that all of us should completely do, and is start planning our next adventures. Everybody knows that I'm doing it with Komoot. I really like to plan all my rides and everything together with this amazing app. But in period like this, for sure, you can improve your skills on doing it or getting inspired for new challenge. That's why I think that the Komoot team, the amazing Komoot team, organized this series of content called Komoot Campfire. I'm talking about workshop on how to best plan your gravel ride or your multi-day rides or your road rides or whatever it is, for example, or get to talk with some really inspirational people. And they're doing it for free live with Zoom or Instagram. The best way to find out how to get and to subscribe and to take part to them is actually looking for Komut Campfire and then you will go to the Eventbrite page where you can find everything uh, you need and all the next events that you can follow. Anyways, the link is down here in the description below. And you can find some amazing thing. For example, today, Tuesday, the twenty-first of April, uh, you will see that I'm gonna follow the Gravel Union Union. Sorry, the Gravel Union um, event on learn how to find the best gravel roads. I believe that Catherine is gonna be there. I can't wait for that. And then you can see that there are some other amazing things in all the languages. You can find something in Italian. Tomorrow there's going to be another amazing one, Islael, talking about bikepacking in Colombia. Can't wait for that. And uh, yeah, webinars, amazing things. So just look on the Google for Komut Campfire. What's the best name? That's really the best name that you can get there. Uh, so komut Campfire, go on Eventbrite and or even better follow the link that is down in the description and go there and subscribe for free to this amazing inspiration that we can get because once the door are gonna be open our bike are gonna be hungry for new adventures and that's what we're gonna do and still talking about adventure that today is going to be completely about adventure don't forget to go to the open cycles website where you can find amazing pieces blog articles from andy that talks about a lot of cool things and uh, edc and things that I really love, I love really these guys, and also they produce amazing bicycles like the Open Up that is sitting here in my at the moment on my balcony uh, attached to my Wahoo Kicker Core uh, for some indoor training, but soon it's gonna be out to live really the best adventure that you can have, and this is the perfect tool that you can have for your adventure, and I can't wait to go out. Okay, it's time to go directly into the episode of today. I met Federico um, some weeks ago, a couple of months ago now, In uh, it was in Sidi Rabat, the finish line of the Atlas Monte Race 2020, and we talked already before the start, and then we talked during the race, and then we talked at the end because I had to interview him uh, because he's part of the pair who won the pairs competition at the Atlas Monterrey. While we were talking in the pre-interview, that also went live into the podcast of the Atlas Monterrey. go there and listen to that, so if you want to know a bit more about that story, we talked about an amazing travel, journey, bikepacking trip that he has done in summer 2019 from the south, really south, of Italy, Merito Porto Salvo, in Calabria, where I was born, till Liguria, close to Genova, Quarto dei Mille. All around, looking around for amazing villages, amazing people, and amazing adventure. We talked about that during this episode of today, so if you're looking for inspiration again, listen to Federico's word from his story, seems like an amazing adventure and I truly believe that all of us should be inspired by these words. And that's great. Anyways, here in the description below, you are going to find as well the Commute collection about his journey. More inspiration still coming from Commute. Now just, I stop talking about it right now, sit down, listen to that and enjoy. I think that everybody of us now has something in mind. We're not talking about what we all have in mind all the time, and I'm talking about bicycle gear ratio and doing funny stuff in bed with no clothes clothes on, but I'm talking about doing an amazing trip in your favorite place on Earth. And that's exactly the thing that we're going to talk today, and we're going to talk about that with Federico. Hi, Federico. How are you doing? Ciao, Stefano. Uh, I'm doing pretty fine here, uh, quarantined. but yeah, uh, I'm doing fine. Everything is fine. Well, I can tell you that for me it's a boost of happiness of uh, being in this kind of situation. Not because the situation is pretty hard for everybody, but the cool thing is that I... All the people have a lot of time and all my friends have a lot of time to talk with me and all the people that I knew, that I got to meet and that actually I like to talk with. Now they have a bit of time. So this means putting a bit of inspiration on our headphones, on our minds and on our muscle as well, because, you know, the memory of the muscle is always good. And I think that we are going to get them pretty tired once everything is going to be open again.
1: Yeah, sure. I mean, uh, inspiration for sure is something that keeps us alive at this moment and um i mean here in italy it's been already 2 weeks we are forced to be home and it's completely fine and it's uh, what we can do to help the situation but uh, i mean uh, remembering something in the past uh, like we are going to do today and uh, getting some inspiration for next trips is uh, for sure something that keeps us uh, alive and motivated to to go on and to wait for the let's say for the world to open up again
0: yes 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 let's really hope so but it's gonna happen, as I was saying. It's gonna happen, and our bicycles are gonna be super ready. So yeah, super ready. Uh, they're <laughs>
1: staying here in the living room at my place, actually. Okay, many
0: you have inside now, Father?
1: Um, I have three bicycles here with me in the living room uh, because I don't have a, like a garage, and uh, everything is uh, in my apartment. So one is a fixed bike, one is the um, 3T Explorer. I did the the Atlas with like a couple of weeks ago, and then there's the road bike on the on the indoor trainer waiting for me actually i just uh, got out from the from swift uh, one hour ago and uh, yeah i tend to do it uh, let's say every day to keep a bit of shape and because uh, i mean wh- one of the things is that you eat a lot uh, staying home all day long so yes i need at least uh, one hour on the trainer every day
0: almost okay. okay okay so one hour in the trainer every day how many k
1: last week was uh, two hundred and. 40.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because I joined a
1: hundred kilometer uh, group ride on Saturday and that was uh, like keeping the kilometers up and uh, another one of 60 on Sunday. And then on the, during week time, I have to work so it's uh, almost like a lunch lunch time so 30 kilometers a time but nothing more
0: okay okay well it's a good average 200k a week yeah
1: wow. definitely maybe more than what i do when i work full time uh, from
0: the office actually oh well well i can see completely the point i can see but you do actually for your job also in your job in job time and working time you do something like i don't know lunch rides together with your colleagues and yeah, for sure. I mean, um, uh, just for
1: a bit of a background, I, I work from. Uh, exactly,
0: exactly. From, Thank
1: you, yeah, from Feltre, which is uh, basically in the Dolomites. And uh, I'm working for Sportful, the uh, apparel brand. And uh, of course, I have a lot of colleagues uh, joining the ride. So sometimes we are like three, four, five people for the one hour um break uh, or sometimes it's myself uh sometimes you know it's on the trainer it depends but generally speaking i think two or three times a week at least we we tend to do a uh, a nice lunch lunch break if to, if the if the weather is fine otherwise it's the trainer but yeah two or three times a week at least
0: that's amazing actually so group rides together with your colleagues wow
1: yeah and it's also nice because i mean it's not like having an office in the center of milan but if you go out for one hour it's almost impossible to get back with uh, less than uh, three or four hundred meters of elevation so it's always interesting and uh, let's say not boring to go outside
0: yeah absolutely that's super that's super cool well fede we started already maybe i can say two words at the beginning so i met federico because he was at the atlas mountain Race and he was one part a well, half of the pair that won the pair competition at the Atlas Monte race, we actually got the the, um, the yeah the the situation. We just got the time to talk, just one I think at ten minutes, not more. At CP two, you were I was just arriving and you were starting back, and then we got a bit more of time in the couple of days that we spent together at the finish point. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, CP2 was the, f- the first, uh, let's say, meeting part
0: of our... Uh, oh, wait, I'm forgetting something. Sorry, Federico, if I interrupt you. Yeah. We had a brief chat outside of the room in yeah, the Mugador yeah. Orcas by Marrakesh. And then you told me, Stefan, all the time I listen to your podcast is amazing. Thanks for the company that you give me. And now, and then I remember that just at the end when you told me, ah, that's ah, this is you. Yeah and yeah, yeah. these are the things that give me a lot of a huge push to continue doing this kind of thing listen to people like you that are telling me oh thanks a lot because you are making my let's say my time my commuting or whatever a bit more with a bit more pleasure and light hearted. Um, yeah
1: because um, I, I mean i stay here in feltre but i'm originally from milan and uh, most of the time during the weekend uh, i go back uh, to to my place and it's uh, about three hours drive and uh, yeah, either I listen to music or podcasts. And uh, for sure, Broom Wagon is one of the, the main pod- podcasts I listen to every weekend, basically.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I Thanks a lot for that. Also, this, as I was saying, this is the thing that gives me a lot of push on continue going on with that. And then the other talk that we had was our interview and, um, uh, yeah, we talked about your experience in the Atlas Mountain Race and, uh, and everything like this, just to make the last episode of the series happen, the one with the winners. And as I remember, after, no, while we were waiting for Andrea to arrive, because he was a bit late, um, we talked about the project that you have made last year of your amazing, I would say, bike packing to ride or whatever, travel or holiday on the bike that you've done from the south of Italy to the north of Italy. And uh, yeah, maybe we can start directly from here. Or if you want, probably could be the best solution for you to start with a small introduction about yourself, because we're talking about a lot of stuff, but probably we can start from the first point.
1: Yeah, I mean, as I said, I work for Sportful uh, since uh, I think uh, it's uh, two years now. And uh, originally from um, just uh, outside Milan, and um, I moved here in the Dolomites for uh, for work, basically. And um, I mean, cycling was always—I'm uh, 29 years old, by the way—and uh, cycling has been something uh, was—I uh, mean—always in my life since I was born, basically, because my father uh, used to work and still works in the industry. So I grew up uh, in between bicycles and riders, let's say. But I'm, let's say, seriously cycling since uh, four years uh, or uh, something about that, and uh, I think I never told you, but like before uh, getting a bit more serious about cycling, I was like ninety kilos and now I'm seventy more or less. So I was. Uh, Actually,
0: cycling helps. I can yeah, tell you
1: that. Cycling definitely helps and definitely improved my lifestyle and my my life in general. It's uh, really really helpful and uh, before that i was just watching cycling on tv but nothing healthier than that let's say drinking a beer obviously yeah yeah drinking beer and uh, watching pro pro tour on uh, on tv let's say okay okay. Yeah. okay and then i got into cycling and then um, more and more and uh, after a couple of years after started bike-, bike packing and i mean last year it was not actually a really big project but i had uh, like 10 11 days of vacation from from my work, usually here in Italy, we have uh, like the middle part of August. Every everything is closed, uh, and uh, every basically everyone has uh, the same amount of uh, of vacation. And uh, mm-hmm. I had two friends, uh, Francesco and Michael, and we had this idea to go bikepacking somewhere. And after let's say some talks and some brainstorming, we decided to. Uh, let's say, go from the South of Italy to coming back North where we live. Uh, Michael is from Bergamo and Francesco is from Milan. So everybody in the North. And uh, we decided to go down by car and come back with, uh, with our bikes uh, going uh, I mean, nice places. And uh, we didn't actually know exactly where to go. Um, so first thing we, we decided to do was to find some uh, GPX already available. And uh, we found this one called uh, La Bisettrice which mm-hmm. was uh, from Merito di Porto
0: Salvo uh, to the... You know that all my family, sorry if I interrupt you, yeah, again, yeah, exactly. all my family comes from Merito Porto Salvo. So I mean, the my, of my father's side, the my great-grand, yeah, I think it's my great-grandfather comes from Merito Porto Salvo. So okay, I nice. truly know the place here. <laughs> So yeah, and this is the uh, the southernmost place of
1: uh, the peninsula. So if you take uh, Sicily out, it's the southernmost part of uh, of Italy, basically. And uh, and La Visitrice, it's like from the southernmost point to the northernmost point of Italy, which is somewhere around Bolzano, on the border with uh, Austria, I think. And uh, but then we did like uh, we analyzed the on Komoot, the the track, and uh, it was uh, way too hard. We all also wanted to visit something uh, nice. And uh, the, the, the trap was really nice, but didn't pass in any like sightseeing a city or, uh, or I mean, we, we wanted to visit and to have a, a good vacation as well. So um, we, we said, okay, visit reach is not happening, but uh, the southernmost point uh, um, city was uh, something that uh, was there. So <laughs> it was something that stick from, from that idea. And like doing a bit of research, we found out that Melitri Porto Salvo is always also the, um, the city or the let's say the beach on uh, on which uh, Garibaldi landed back from uh, from Sicily in the in uh, his expedition uh, in uh, 1860. And uh, so from there we decided, okay, let's try to do this uh, from from there. So where Garibaldi landed. To where Garibaldi actually took the boat and to start his uh, expedition, which is in Quarto dei Mille, uh, close to
0: close to Genoa. Yeah. So something that maybe here we can start saying, and then I'm gonna ask you a bit more about this yeah. process is the name of your cycling project was exactly that, right? Was referring to the expedition of Garibaldi. So it yeah. was the Garibaldi Fu.
1: Yeah, Garibaldi Fu. It's actually um, so. Michael is the father of the of the branding. Let's say. Folks. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> because we had this idea, and uh, of course, when we when we decided from Melito to Quarto, the Garibaldi theme and topic was there. Uh, we, we knew that uh, we were referring to, to this kind of, uh, of of theme. Okay, but uh, when we started with the car from Milan, we didn't have the name yet. And oh. at some point uh, on the highway, uh, we were thinking about, okay, just let's find a name to the project uh, or to the vacation. And then uh, and then Michael uh, came up with this idea. And Garibaldi Fu is um, uh, for I mean for Italian listeners, of course, uh, they know about the song Garibaldi Fu Ferito, but uh, for from for people that it's listening from abroad, it's like this uh, popular song. Uh, which uh, is basically telling Garibaldi's story, but it's a funny one. And uh, I mean, the the starting words are Garibaldi fu ferito, which means uh, Garibaldi was like uh, hurt and shot in his leg, something like that. And uh, we just took the first two words and then uh, we we said, okay, it's going to be called Garibaldi fu bikepacking. And uh, that's why.
0: Okay, perfect. But actually, that's something that I've read. And uh, so I got to know the story for two reasons. And then we're going to go through that uh, for two reasons. Why? Because what the first one is because I follow one of the three that were part of the group, one of the, of the team, that is Francesco. And uh, actually, I have seen on his social media that he was doing something like this. So I read about that. And the second... Time that i heard about that was because i was reading the story into this amazing magazine italian magazine that goes out every two months and the name is alvento with yeah. the face on the wind and i read about that i read your article uh, on that and that's why when i met you i said ah so you are the federico writing that article and then everything came together yeah, exactly. into this amazing article i got to know that i truly believe that Garibaldi fu, and then all the story of Garibaldi got this injury because he was shot at the leg, was also coming from an injury that Francesco got on his leg, right?
1: Yeah, I I mean uh, it was not part of the of the idea, but then everything came together because uh, uh, Francesco, unfortunately, uh, at the Eroica one year before was, uh, um, I mean, very unlucky and uh, he had an accident with another guy. Of course, the other guy was the uh, was the responsible of the, of the crash, and um, he had a really bad injury in his leg on his leg and uh, I mean uh, it was kind of perfect because uh as Garibaldi he had the same uh, kind of uh, injury and uh, everything came together and we said okay that's exactly the name we were looking for
0: yeah. <laughs> we were not looking for something else but yeah, that's exactly yeah. the way perfect then right now. Just, we're here, we're talking about that. We introduced the project. But I would love to know something like zoom out everything and actually carry myself and all the audience on top of the table when this brainstorming came up. So you told us a bit the story on everything coming from another GPX and then doing on this Garibaldi, how everything built up. You mean uh, after we decided that from Merito to Quarto or even before? Exactly, exactly. How did you actually decide to give this kind of, uh, uh, tell this kind of story? And then close to that, how did you decide on this kind of brainstorming process with which track you were going to follow and everything like this? Just how everything fall apart. Actually, not fall apart, build up Aside.
1: Yeah. So, uh, I mean, uh, after we decided, let's say the starting and the finish point, uh, we had like the, um, the third, uh, element was the time constraint because, uh, uh, of course, as I said, uh, everyone has vacation in August, but not perfectly overlapping. So we found these, uh, 11 days in which uh, we were able to get this uh, time for the bike packing trip. So third element was, uh, we need to cover this, this, uh, journey in 11 days. And that was the, the third element, and then the other. I mean, we decided together, started asking around. Okay, we are going from south to north. Uh, let's uh, brainstorm with uh, people we know from that places, people we know that visited uh, somewhere in between these two, these two places. Uh, if there's any spot we cannot miss on the road, so maybe I don't know, like uh, a church we didn't know about, uh, a city or a small village which is uh, worth visiting. And we basically put these on the map. Of course, they were spread all over Italy, and then we needed to decide which one to touch, which one not, because otherwise we ended up doing uh, 300 kilometers a day, <laughs> going around, and it was not possible. So at the end of the day, we found uh, like a balance, and uh, we tried to design the route on Komoot. Um, there was not the premium, uh, the premium features yet, but we let's say uh, there was like a bit of engineering today would be much more easy to do it uh, with the with the multi-day planning but at the moment it was not possible and uh, yeah basically uh, we split the the trip in 11 uh, 11 parts touching all the uh, all the cities and uh, let's say sightseeing see, uh, uh, places we wanted to visit and uh, trying to be around 150 kilometers a day with a reasonable amount of climbing and uh putting a bit of gravel a bit of road and uh, i mean we we just tried to to do it of course we you don't know uh, if the route is uh writable or not uh, especially when you trace uh, out of the out of the tarmac and uh that was the backbone of the of the trip
0: then we started and of course every day we needed to replan and to adjust the route and everything i truly believe actually remember because we talked about that that usually you are the planner right i, uh... I like it a lot yeah yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so you told us that you've made all the plan before, so before everything to start, and then all the time you had to reroute and to adjust the route and stuff like this. At the end of the journey, now looking back at the time, how much was the planned part, and how much <laughs> were the variable that you could not calculate? So how much was planned, and how much was freestyle in percentage. Uh,
1: honestly I think the first day was uh, pretty much what we planned uh, and then from day two was uh, like <laughs> freestyle <laughs> <laughs> okay so I mean first day was really intense because uh, there's Aspromonte so directly from the sea uh, and there is like the, this uh, monument to celebrate uh, the Garibaldi landing in Melito. Uh, which is pretty ugly in Melito di Porto Salvo. And uh, directly from there, like 500 meters, we were up in the mountain and there's Aspromonte, which is an incredible place, Um, very wild, I would say. And we took these these, like secondary roads uh, uh, in between uh, olive trees, uh, uh, which was not tarmac, but cement. And uh, I believe uh, people know that when there's cement, it means like it's at least 20% gradient. So it was very exhausting. And the other thing that was uh, really affecting the, I mean, our uh, feeling of, uh, okay, this is very intense. It's uh, like the temperature we had uh, all over the place uh, for the 11 days, because it was never like under 30, 32 degrees. uh, And uh, I mean, it's really, really intense. And so the first day we ended up uh, arriving at at the hotel at like, Probably nine, nine thirty in the evening, and was not what we had in mind because uh, I mean our idea was to bike packing, okay, but then uh, at least uh, uh, finish in a nice place, like for example, first day was Tropea, which is a really nice place on the on the sea, but then maybe I don't know six in the afternoon or six thirty to have a beer and to visit a little bit the seat, the, the village or the city or the place, and then uh, find a nice restaurant uh, and um, I mean chill. A bit not just it, it's not atlas Monterrey, race okay it's not that you need to <laughs> sleep two hours uh, eat on the run and everything it's a vacation so it's supposed to be like that and uh i mean from day two we decided for example the second day we, we said okay it's gonna be 11 days uh, and uh, in our original track we were going up again in the mountains uh, but we decided to stay on the coast okay things up a bit and so, yeah see for you no exactly sila was in the in the truck and i would love to go there back back there but uh we decided okay uh, it's only the second day we cannot like destroy ourselves already so let's try to go back uh, and uh, let's say go north uh, a little bit easier and then keep some energy for the next days, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, basically from there on, uh, actually, uh, of course, every everybody had like a different pace, a different uh, idea in mind about what a vacation mean, and it's perfectly fine. So we found a balance, and um, I was like, I really wanted to cycle all the way from from Melito to Quarto. so I said, okay, guys, uh, whatever I. I try to reroute it a bit easier sometimes, but I really want to, to do it uh, all by my legs, let's say.
0: Okay. And,
1: um, and and I did it. And sometimes we split it because uh, Francesco and uh, and Michael wanted to see other places uh, and I wanted to go, I don't know, there because it was uh, more interesting for me. And then basically we, we stayed together uh, at night. So we slept in the same place uh, almost every time. And But during the day, Uh, there was some uh, let's say split in the route and was perfectly fine because i mean uh, it's not necessary to stay together all the time so sometimes i went a bit further sometimes they were doing more kilometers than me sometimes uh, taking i don't know half an hour train to speed things up and uh Everything was fine because, uh, I mean, no one was forced to stay and to do what they didn't want to do. Uh, the, the the key the, the key thing was uh, it's a vacation. We need to enjoy this. So uh, whatever it's uh, enjoying for uh, each of us, it's, it's fine for the others. And it was the, the, the good spirit. And the, it was a key in, uh, let's say, making a really, really fun experience. So sometimes, you know, that if you go on a trip or a vacation with someone that doesn't want to... To do what you what you have in mind, uh, there's some stress, tension, and we didn't want to to have that
0: in our in our trip. Well, I have to start from that, so I have to touch base also on that. Sorry, and uh, how was the group? Because it looks like, anyways, that probably when you started the idea on how the trip would have been, was mm-hmm. a bit different between one and the other. But it seems like you find something like you find a good deal between you pretty easily on splitting or changing way of transport for you it was pretty important to do the whole route with your legs with somebody else so for the other ones was a bit more important to enjoy a bit more the vacation also to see and to be to do a bit more to do a bit more touristic things let's put it in this way but how did you build up the group at the beginning and uh how it came along together. You're gonna to do another trip like this together, or uh,
1: another trip together? Uh, we don't know yet. Also, also because I mean, uh, it was not time uh, to think about that uh, now. And after this uh, emergency came out, uh, it's gonna be. I mean, we need to see how things uh, are in August, basically. So uh, I'm I'm not even sure if I'm gonna have vacation uh, on August or, or not. So we will think and talk about that, I think, in a couple of months when we have like a situation uh, a bit more clear what the future and the summer looks like, maybe. But um, how the group came together, uh, I've been cycling a bit with Francesco and we, uh, we went with, uh, with Francesco and Michael and other guys like uh, Cento, you know, Nadia and so on for this uh, weekend on the dolomites together a super nice weekend uh, and um, when we were there we started thinking and talking about this and uh, we found out that we had the same uh, let's say time frame for a vacation and we said okay wh- why not going together every each of us had like this idea I-, I just want to do something with my bike during the during the vacation and
0: everything came along basically okay okay makes makes a lot of sense and uh, as i was saying i think it's something pretty mature And uh, pretty grown up and without so much push and stress on saying at a certain point, okay, I want to ride. You guys want to see some other things. Just split and we're going to meet again and we're going to make the best out of our vacation because that's uh, the other thing, you know. It was not an adventure, set-up adventure like Atlas Monte was or something else. It was a bit more an enjoy enjoy the vacation and it it was uh, something pretty interesting that you... Yeah, you split it up and you made it happen in this way.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, we we don't have that much time for vacation during the year, so this is the the key vacation for us in Italy. So that 15 days off. So if you go and stress you out more than when you are at the office, uh, that's no point in that, in my opinion. So I always try to, and of course the other guys were were fine and were uh, let's say perfectly aligned on this. Uh, Um, as long as we are uh, having fun and uh, we are doing what we like it's fine if it means to split if it means uh, to write together if it means uh, whatever
0: uh, that's what we are gonna do and that's a good inspiration also for people if you want to make i don't know a backpacking trip or whatever like this it's okay of not doing if you don't want to do and if you cannot do all the things together it's also okay to split up for a bit the important thing is jump on the bike and enjoy your experience and enjoy your vacation and then if you can do it all together because all the all probably i don't know you probably didn't have the time for example to train all together or to set up all the things together and blah, blah 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 if Also this one happened. The most important thing is jump on the bike and do something cool.
1: Yeah. And the other message is there's always a a way to get back to the same point together at the end of the day, because either you cycle or you find uh, uh, another solution or you uh, just accept a lift from a stranger or whatever. That that happened as well during the trip. And uh, so it's, there's always an occasion to get back together and uh, and it's also really good when you uh, like for example there were days that we cycled together maybe four or five hours and then split for four or five hours and then got back together for dinner and it was nice to have something to talk about because maybe in that four or five hours we had different experiences and uh, Every experience was really meaningful meaningful, and uh, it was nice to have also something
0: to to say and to share during during the evening. This was uh, your first time for you of doing such a long trip on the bike and uh, on the other side, maybe sometimes in a group, but also sometimes by yourself or you had already some experience like this
1: before? Uh, That long, like 10 days uh, like this, it was the first time for me
0: okay okay and how did you feel especially on going on roads that you didn't know obviously that you planned perfectly but (laughs) just being finding yourself on the bike on roads that you don't know on situation that you have to face i mean
1: i like planning uh, but uh, uh, and i like uh, let's say to uh, minimize the surprises but there's no way you can plan everything 100% when you do 1,600 kilometers. You don't know the roads. You don't know anything about the places you are uh, you are crossing. Uh, so I like to minimize uh, risks, but I'm always okay. And that's the fun part to see when uh, your plan is ending and where the freestyle is starting. So I really like the, the part in which you say, okay, uh, this is my road and it's going uh, like uh, there's, the path is not there anymore so what what do i do i go back uh, and take another road i try to um, hike a bike for uh, i don't know how much time and then uh, see if there's something uh, uh, back after i don't know one kilometer or whatever Um, i like that part too Uh, it's not a problem for me it's part of the
0: experience as long as you you have it in mind before it's uh, it's okay yeah makes a lot of sense and uh, just continuing on this side maybe um which what bicycle did you do you did you use and uh, which one was more or less which one was more or less the setup because you told us that you were anyways you had in mind that you wanted to bike pack but i think that probably the um, I don't know, the, the camping thing was not in plan because you were stopping in, in some hotels to do this kind of uh, light bike packing, I would say. Which one was the bike that you use and what was your setup?
1: Yeah, so I was using um, a gravel bike, I had a Cinelli Zdeco.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: uh bike uh one by and i don't even remember which was the cassette and the, and the gearing but it's not important and okay. then i had um, um uh, some bags uh, and there was the like like the complete misgrape setup uh, so the front bag with uh, some stuff for the evening so i had some uh, casual shoes uh, and uh like two t-shirts and a pair of uh, uh normal pants let's say mm-hmm. And then I had the frame bag and the uh, s- uh, saddle bag. Uh, and basically, I was carrying uh, two cycling kits. So two jerseys, two bib shirts, uh, and uh, something for, uh, like, rain and uh, shitty weather. But there was not necessary. It was sunny all the time. But you never know, of course. And then in the frame bag, I had, uh, like, uh, documents uh, and uh, money and uh, things that you use pretty much all the time uh, so it was a pretty light uh, pretty light uh, setup even though like a uh, bike and everything then i had the camera everything was around 18 kilos more or
0: less yeah wow okay yeah, yeah so something pretty feasible in order to make an adventure like this maybe just to give us a point of uh, sizing uh, your different uh, setups. How much did, uh, did your bicycle for this for the Atlas Mountain Race wait?
1: I decided not to wait it because I, w- I would get scared <laughs> <laughs> of that. And it was a decision, uh, uh, let's say a deliberate decision, not to wait it. But Perfect. I think it was not much more actually because uh, the shoes and the casual stuff was uh, was taking a lot of weight in my, let's say, vacation setup. Uh, whereas in Atlas, uh, to give you an example, like the, um, I mean, I had the, just the, uh, things to wash my face and nothing more for, uh, let's say, um, let's say grooming. <laughs> the, uh, whereas in vacation, we, I mean, we wanted to go out and for dinner and everything. So you need to carry something for that as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Some casual clothing and some. Casual uh... clothing
1: and some yeah stuff to... cleaning
0: stuff something exactly. like teeth brush or stuff like this
1: exactly
0: <laughs> no perfect but that's already a, an amazing yeah an amazing answer so something like sometimes you don't want to to jump on a scale and it's a right it to me to at the moment
1: i didn't so, want to no. exactly also in this <laughs> moment i'm really just walking from the
0: living room to the kitchen i don't want to
1: wait myself <laughs> don't jump on a scale ever.
0: yeah so maybe just here the last piece of information um tell us a bit of numbers so we talked already about your setup of 18 kilos of your bike Mm -hmm. um but the numbers of the track itself the numbers of the journey you told us as well that was 11 days right 11 days yeah yeah so so uh, that's can you tell us in terms of numbers
1: in terms of number, uh, honestly do not know the planned uh, tra- uh, route, uh, how much was uh, in length. But uh, at the end, when I got to Quarto de Mille, I had uh, 1,620 kilometers and uh, 20K of uh, elevation. And about, uh, let's say, 80 hours uh, on the bike. Yeah, so it was uh, pretty much, yeah, eight nine hours a day, and uh, then, of course, uh, I mean, I started pretty early, in, we started pretty early in, in the morning, like, nine uh, at the latest, let's say, um, but then, of course, uh, it's not interesting to see only the, the start and the, and the finish point, because Italy, it's amazing, and in uh, 150 kilometers, you get to, uh, in touch with places which are really unbelievable, and it was, like, an epiphany to me to see how much beauty we have in our country and I mean we stopped a lot of time to take pictures uh, get to know the place and everything so at the end of the day it was like maybe eight hours on the bike but uh, from nine, nine in the morning to seven in, in the afternoon
0: yeah. Perfect. So we can say, I think that Wahoo usually has a way to call these kind of times when you're not moving. So Strava, because it's a performance thing, it it tells you that it's moving time and total time, while yeah. Wahoo calls these kind of gaps between one and the other coffee time. So ah, it was cool. more or less something like eight hours of riding and uh, four hours of coffee time one day.
1: Definitely, yes. Also because for lunch sometimes so we stopped in
0: nice places. Uh,
1: it was uh, really, in that in that case, was a real vacation. Yeah.
0: Perfect. Let's start from here again for my next question. And uh, you were saying that actually you started from deep south of of the land to arrive to the north. So from Melito Porto Salvo till Quarto dei Mille. And going up, 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 you found a lot of super cool things, things that you planned to see and stuff that you didn't plan to see. Talking about that, so the things that you saw, the thing that you visited, the thing that came on your track, Which one were the things that really, they will continue staying on your mind or you want to go back? The things that you said, okay, that's an amazing thing. That's why I'm so happy that they cross this country on the bike. Also in places where usually people don't go in bike pack because as everybody knows, I come from Calabria as well. I never, never, so I thought it a lot of time, but I still never put myself on a bike to travel in Calabria. And everybody tells me that it's an amazing place to do it. Or also same thing with Campania and stuff. There are a lot of places that you can go, you can ride, apart from the classic Tuscany, wonderful place, awesome place, of course, or Veneto, awesome places. But there are also other things that are off the tracks, off the rudder that are also super cool to visit. Which one would still stay? Which one are the highlights on that in your mind? If you just ask me for one
1: place, I would definitely go for Abruzzo. Okay. Uh, it was, uh, I don't know, like day six or something like that. And um, on, on that day, I was uh, pretty much alone all the time. And um, it's super nice. Uh, I mean, I planned a route, but then I remember that I have a friend living in Milan, which is from Abruzzo and is a cyclist as well. So the day before, I asked him, OK, um, I know that I'm going to stay in Roccarazzo tonight for uh, um, for the night. So if you can uh, give me a route for to go to, to Aquila tomorrow, I'm just following that without asking you what it's taking me. And it was simply amazing like uh, Roccarazo and then there was the the Piana uh, I don't remember the name and just after Roccarazo to go down to Sulmona already amazing then Sulmona nice city from an historical point of view then from there I went down in the valley and then up to Rocca Kalash, which is uh, one of uh, like an ancient, ancient castle and it's simply amazing like the view on the valley and um, it's uh, something I cannot describe honestly. And uh, then back to Aquila, and uh, the day after I started from Aquila and went uh, up north again, and my track uh, finished in Norcia. And uh, but from uh, Roccalascio to Norcia, it, it will stay with me forever because it's the, the place where there was the earthquake, really big earthquake. Uh, uh, what was two thousand and nine maybe? And uh, it's uh, I mean, it's unbelievable how some small villages are destroyed and uh, you you go from super nice uh, sceneries and landscapes to like the like these heartbreaking uh, places in which you see really devastation, and which is or still there. and probably there's no way they will get back on uh, on their feet there. And because, of course, people, when when this happened, maybe started to move uh, from there, which was pretty much like, you know, when when here in Italy you have uh, 500 people, villages or whatever, they got destroyed and people moved somewhere else. So no one picked up the the rebuilding uh, there. So you pass through these villages and you see really, uh, really
0: tough things to see, let's say. And from an emotional point of view, you mean, it was pretty definitely. Yeah, definitely. It
1: was a was a strange day because, of course, uh, I've seen a lot of beautiful places and I mean, and I was always happy to be on my bike, always uh, happy because the weather was nice. Uh, People were were like amazing. Uh, Every everyone is uh, super uh, keen on helping you. If I mean, uh, if they see you arriving with a bike and some bags, I found out that everyone is uh, they want to know where you are going, where you're from, and uh, they want to help you anyway. So I was happy about that, happy about everything. And then there was this day which was like, like, like punching me in the face and seeing this devastation was uh, really, really tough and uh, but also nice because uh, i think like a vacation like this uh, uh, needs to leave you with something to think about and was uh, happy to see that
0: with my eyes as well perfect it was the first time for you to go so in the deep south or something like when you were a kid or you already visited this part of it i mean from the south uh, it also abruzzo that is not deep south but it's still southern part of the country or...
1: Uh, I mean, I've been to Rome. I've been to Naples before, but it's like the touristic places you go. But uh, crossing the um, crossing by bike, it's a completely different experience uh, because uh, you get to the big places and big uh, touristic things. Like uh, we, I went to L'Aquila. I went to Benevento, like main cities in the in the South. Okay. But uh, when you cross from point A to point B, you see uh, the real life happening. And and that's the point of, uh, I mean, the really great point of this vacation was to see not only the big places and the famous places, but also um, real life and real people, very,
0: very genuine, genuine stuff. Let's talk about that maybe, Federico, because I truly believe that from, okay, On the touristic point of view, really go to discover um, geographical place, architectural place, historical place, everything like this. It's pretty important for, I think, for your soul, of course, and then for your feelings, and also to keep your uh, imagination rolling around. But I truly believe that from a human point of view, you got a lot of cool experience. Something like really checking and tasting with your own lips, what it means to go with a bike in, uh, in places in small villages where really the the real life happens, when the real people are and not only on the side of uh, big cities and stuff.
1: Yeah, definitely. That was uh, for me, the the main part, and the main thing that uh, it will stay with me forever of this, uh, of this journey. Um, first of all, because uh, uh, starting from the deep south and going back to, to the north, um, I mean, I always uh, thought about that, and everybody says uh, says that th- that's true, but there are really like uh, 500 Italys, uh, and not only one. Uh, like every valley you cross, uh, every, every 50 kilometers, there's another dialect, uh, another kind of people, another... Uh, um another food another great food to to taste and that's the good point of bikepacking and not just uh, uh going around with a car because e- every day you can uh, have a lot of really nice typical food without any regret. so that was a really good part, part that's of amazing it. thing food is always yeah. all around <laughs> Yeah, and uh, really, after fifty kilometers, you have another uh, typical food. You just ask the people what is typical here, and then they bring you whatever, but it's different from the fifty kilometers before. And uh, but talking about people, it was uh, really amazing to see some places, and especially um, the thing yeah. that uh, I mean, this thing happened more when I was uh, alone than in group because when you are uh, like three people entering, like. Uh, uh, small village uh, bar in which there are like uh, five old guys playing cards and uh, drinking beer is not the same that being alone because uh, it's a different position also psychologically let's say but uh, either way uh, every time was super nice to chat with these people and to ask them how they live uh, uh, what they were doing uh, uh, see what, what they were doing at the moment and uh, it was really really Interesting also to see, as I said before, how they wanted to help anyway. Like, th- this thing was like a pattern all over the journey that uh, sometimes uh, you find like the trucks uh, selling fruit on the road. And from time to time, I stopped uh, and I never paid uh, one euro to get an apple, to get a uh, peach, to get uh, whatever. Because wow. you get there with a the bike, you start chatting, they say, uh, Are you crazy? You are going from uh, Calabria to Liguria with the bike come here and take whatever you want. And uh, I don't want your money. And it happened, I don't know, three, four, or maybe five times uh, during the journey. Then I stopped because I didn't want to, uh, <laughs> I, I knew that it was happening. So I didn't want to,
0: to be to want it to be too much, let's say. And, uh, yeah, it was amazing. Very cool. But I know that actually, um, so still talking about the amazing article you wrote for Alvento. I remember that seems like there was a pattern on every beginning and it was okay. If you want really, uh, to taste or to understand what people think about cyclists or whatever, or the thing that you are doing, something like have a really, uh, fall into the reality of people, then just arrive with your bicycle, stay in the main square of the village, sit on your stair tube and have a look around and try to engage in eye contact with one of the people sitting or probably the one that is the most influencer person of the village. (laughs) And then you make this eye contact and then the conversation starts tell yeah, us more it, about that and tell us more how many times did it happen
1: it was a, a pattern a pattern that i i've seen emerging uh, like from day to day and then uh, i was mastering it uh, and day 8 or 9 I was uh, already something that um, i mean I, I had fun doing so basically, uh, especially for uh, small villages, you just go there and you, you look like an alien, basically, because uh, they never seen someone backpacking there, probably, uh, because as you said before, it's not like the super touristic place, but uh, something like was forgotten by everybody, uh, someplace forgotten by everybody. And um, you stay there, you pretend to do something else, you know, look at your phone for one minute, two minutes. And uh, you see, you, you clearly see or feel that everybody starts looking at you while you are doing something else deliberately, and uh, then you try to make a eye contact and say just "buongiorno," which mm-hmm. is um, like hello in Italy, yeah. in Italian. And from there on, they they know that you are Italian, so you know the language and you can communicate. And from there, you cannot stop them because they always ask, uh, I don't know, 50 questions. So where are you going? Uh, where did you stay sleeping the, the day before? What did you visited? Uh, uh, you're really crazy doing this. Uh, how do you handle? I don't know if uh, uh, you get some mechanical problems or whatever, and it was always like that, always. And so if you want to engage with someone, just stay there, pretend that you're not you're doing something else and then uh, make eye contact and the magic happens
0: and also another thing actually as i understood it seems like there is also something like uh, a trade-off in the conversation first of all everybody starts with ah but are you crazy what are you doing or whatever then the second step is it's ah but also i remember that when i was younger or whatever i also used my bicycle i was going from there. Yeah, 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 i yeah. have this old bicycle here in my cellar and whatever and the third one is that i should do it as well i'm gonna plan yeah. it for next year
1: yeah even though it's like uh like the last person on earth that you you think uh, this guy should it's a cyclist and uh, it's gonna do it next year and everybody says okay i should take my bike and go bike packing next vacation and everybody said that. And um, also another thing happening is that uh, if you get distracted on, or, I mean, there's people saying, uh, can I touch your bike? Can I use your bike? And sometimes it's like, <laughs> this. in this place in Abruzzo, I was just uh, taking a, like a Coke and there, there was this, the, the bike was outside the bar. And uh, there was this guy, who, he was clearly drunk and he got the bike and <laughs> went away with the bike. And it was okay. My trip is gone, and I I don't know what to do now. And then, like after two minutes, he, he appeared again, and it was fine, uh, he, without crashing. Uh, <laughs> I was thank God,
0: <laughs> thank God you're back. So if we can give a tip to anybody who is doing this kind of bike packing trip or whatever, try to keep at least your passport, and your wallet, always with you, because yeah, you never know. People are gonna get super excited about your bicycle and whatever. They're gonna make you try and probably they are going to make at a certain point start their own bike packing travel with your bike because they're yeah. too excited. <laughs> yeah, definitely. They're going to give you the bike back, of course they will, but you don't know when.
1: Exactly. They're <laughs> not stealing the bike for sure. Not but but uh, yeah, uh, keep an eye and uh, make things clear. Uh, you can try the bike, but be back
0: in one minute. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Try to keep an eye contact also with your bike. And try not to crash. Exactly, of of course. Try the bike, but be responsible. Yeah. Perfect. Another thing that actually still from uh, your stories, from our chat and as well from the article, and actually you touch base already this thing, um, there was actually um, a moment where you got a lift, a ride from uh, somebody so you can carry your bicycle inside and you had a chat with these people that gave you the lift. Tell us more yeah. about this story, because yeah. I know that it's pretty touching.
1: Yeah, that was the day I was mentioning before uh, in the earthquake uh, areas. And um, I needed to go from um, from Amatrice, which is one of the places that were more affected by the, uh, by the earthquake. So you, you cannot pass by the city center, and I didn't know about that because the city center is like red zone, uh, because there are a lot of buildings that are... Um, I mean it's a really work in progress and uh, some buildings are still uh, destroyed but the point is that you cannot ride your bike there or walk uh, for these 200 meters because um, i mean it's sad but there's like a tourism uh, for that so there were people like passing by uh, bike with a bike or uh, just walking and taking pictures of of this uh destroyed place uh, and which is like a place of suffering and it was not good and uh like uh, all all the traffic there was uh uh like th- there was a traffic jam for people taking pictures basically That's and crazy. so they decided to let people pass only by car or by motorbike or I mean just to pass by and uh, and nothing more. So I came there with my bike and uh, I was stopped there. So checking on Komuta, I needed to do uh, like 30 kilometers uh, loop to, to get uh, back on the track, which was uh, literally 200 meters away. So I said, okay, uh, this is not going to happen. I need to find a way. Uh, but before it was lunchtime. So let's let's eat something and then think about it. And while I was eating, there was a, a family with uh, with a camper um, and uh, they offered to take me to on the these 200 meters uh, and uh, i crossed with them and we chat and and everything and then i got back on the bike but the most touching thing was uh, probably a couple of hours later because from uh, from there i needed to go to norcia and uh, there, there is this valley and there's a uh, like the main road is passing by with these uh, six kilometers uh, uh, tunnel, whereas uh, there was supposed to be at least on Komoot, is uh, is still there. Uh, this um, secondary road was the the old uh, road uh, going up to the mountain and down like uh, the, the normal passes. and but unfortunately this is uh, still closed for uh, for uh, work in progress for due to the earthquake as well. And so I really didn't know what to do because it was the only way to get uh, to the other place or at least I didn't find uh, any other option. And uh, uh, I said, okay, let's go for this six kilometers tunnel. But I really didn't want to do that because, you know, I mean, uh, riding in tunnels with uh, cars going a hundred kilometers uh, K an hour is is not is is not good. It's not pleasant. It's uh, risky as well. So I I went uh, until I could go, and then uh, started to ask for a lift. Uh, and there was this. there there were these two guys uh, picking me up and um, we tried to feed the bike inside the car and we managed, but I was like sitting on the bike and uh, really, really, let's say busy situation. But then in these uh, 10 minutes, uh, we got to talk, of course, uh, and they were, I mean, they they were a family. Uh, One was the father and one was the the son, 21, 22 years old. And they were living uh, in... um, let's say in one of the temporary houses uh, because their house was, was destroyed uh, five or six years uh, uh, before uh, due, the, due to due the, to the earthquake and uh, they were uh, i mean super positive and super strong and that was a really 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 good encounter and really good uh, to to stay with them for that 10 minutes and see how they are keeping up and they are dealing with the situation very proudly and very very tough
0: let's say perfect then well we talked already about what's next Federico but I think the next thing the planning if you have in mind probably can be for another time still the when is still kind of undefined but what do you have in mind for your next trip what's what do you think should be done what do you think in Italy or yeah you want to do with your bike and now would you recommend to people out to do more or less the same trip or inside of Italy to make a bikepacking packing trip? Uh,
1: before uh, all the, uh, I mean, before entering this uh, whole um, coronavirus situation, I was already thinking about uh, this summer and I wanted to do something in the Balkans, like maybe Croatia and going like in that area, let's say, and uh, I didn't start planning anything, but I, I'm not sure if I'm going to have time, so I'm going to think about that uh, in, in a couple of months, let's say, but I think it's another really great area to see some really beautiful places and to get in touch with the uh, people that, uh, that I don't know, but I tend to, let's say, to think, great people to to experience in real life and uh, in real places let's say so it's a really interesting place to go for me next but considering this situation and the effect on let's say the italian economy if i have uh, some some days off i would maybe go as well in italy just to do my part in i pick the like the small hotels or small restaurants around italy to uh, to get up on their feet uh, and uh, i mean should be i mean i have al- also a lot of places to visit in italy as well so maybe i will go for that uh, first uh, to do my small part in in that as well
0: yeah we can consider this kind of thing at the moment and saying that of course there are a lot of amazing places where you can ride a bike but probably for this year all of us we can take in consideration to have yeah, a small trip or a long trip or anyways, a backpacking trip. Now that we know and you gave us the evidences that it's possible uh, to do backpacking in Italy, probably we can consider to do these kind of things. multi days, days, wherever, but in Italy.
1: I was also thinking uh, I I need to uh, I didn't have time yet and it's uh, my bad to to put like properly the tour we did this summer last summer on Komoot but I want to do a collection there and make it available for for everyone so if someone wants to to do it and also to contribute as I said uh, uh, crossing Italy and uh, uh, let's say helping uh, small small let's say shops and uh, and hotels uh, I mean I, I would love to make it available and I will do it like in this is the occasion for me this podcast to make it happen and to put everything online and available for everybody so maybe yeah someone can pick it up and do it
0: yeah of course and that's an amazing thing actually because I was asking you okay if you have a track of that but seems like we have it on records so you are on it you have a promise from your records you have to do it now. yeah
1: sure and then if you want to see some uh, pictures and some uh, like like how really was day by day i did uh, like these uh, instagram stories uh, every evening uh, uh, like 10 or 20 Instagram stories uh, like uh, relieving the day and uh, they are all in my profile uh, on the highlighted stories and you can like have an idea on how the places uh, look like and if you like do it and to see that
0: places uh too
1: yeah
0: tell us your instagram account and your instagram handle
1: yeah it's a damiani fed
0: perfect perfect it's yeah. gonna be down here in the description but for people that are listening it's always good to have okay. it. and probably yes this is the recommendation that i would leave everybody with in this episode this year for everybody Uh, there that wants to do a small trip if you have the possibility to do it or whatever maybe this year can be a good a good idea to do your bicycle trip or your trip or whatever it is close by you it can be in your country not you don't have to go to italy if you're from italy stay in italy but if you are in france same thing you're going to discover amazing things around there uk same thing or us or whatever that's the best thing to do try it Not to move so much, try to move on your bicycle wherever you can and stay close. Yeah. Perfect, Federico. It was really great, great, great pleasure to talk with you today. And thanks a lot for the inspiration. Now we're looking forward to check your Garibaldi Foucault uh, gallery there Collection. The name is collection. Damn it! People from Komoot will kill me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Your Komoot yeah. collection there, so we can figure it out what to do. And actually, this is something that I'm gonna say also to myself. will if I will have the opportunity, that if I could go back to Italy in this summer. Probably the thing that i need to do is to go out and ride a bit the bike in calabria because it's something that i always say that i want to do a bikepacking trip there everybody told me that it's really good but i've never done it so yeah. Sato, in your background, in bright yeah, background.
1: putting it in the in, on my commute profile in a collection uh, as it is uh, would like take uh, probably 10 minutes but what I want to do is uh, to like see the, the route and remember the places in which it was not super good to ride because of course, uh, over 1,600 kilometers, uh, I also passed by some like uh, state roads or whatever that if you can avoid, it's better to avoid. So I would work a bit on them and uh, see if I can improve the, the road and uh, like the experience and then put it back on, uh, on commute when it's uh,
0: feasible and uh, super enjoyable. Yeah, because you are a planner, you will never do something just to do, right? You need to accomplish the best of the <laughs> It needs to be done uh, properly, let's say. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Federico, and best of luck. Thank you, thank you for hosting me today. A great pleasure. Whenever you want, whenever you have another project, we are here. The doors are open. Okay, okay. Thank you. <laughs> ciao, ciao. Well, now I really can't wait to start planning on my commute up the new trip that I want to do in Italy super soon. I don't know if I will have the possibility to go to Italy, at least to say hi and to hug my mom. Let's see if I can do that soon. But anyways, I truly believe that something is going to be set up once that we can go out. I really I'm planning it since really long time. I want to have a bicycle trip down to Calabria, my birthplace. I have already the track planned. And I can really believe that after my talk with Federico, I was pretty, pretty inspired by his story. What I'm going to bring with me, for sure, my open up, uh, is the perfect tool that I can have with that, if I can do it. Well, not if, when I can do it, I hope, pretty, pretty, pretty soon. So people, remember, if you want to share, comment and rate this episode on all the podcast platform you are listening it from, I think, yeah, it's the correct construction. And apart from that, just continue, stay home, stay healthy and get inspired and think about some inspiration that is going to come super soon. I'm going to be here also next week. So for now, bye.